Chevrolet. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of Drive Time Sports. Rick Schaefer standing by Northwest Arkansas. Ray Tucker, Marcus Zilli, I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hmm. Good afternoon, Trey. I don't have my Trey Biddy impersonation polished yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could play the Sounds right. of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel, yeah. Um, sounds of Silence. Yeah. I haven't gotten a text message saying he's not going to be on today. Hmm. So, we will go as far as we need to go until maybe we get Trey on. So, um, I just heard, uh, by way of text, from Chris Turnage, uh, our NFL guru. He's on for just one segment tonight because of um, the combine that's ongoing right now in um, Indianapolis. And then I found out also during the break that our baseball, high school baseball guru, who was actually going to give us a breakdown of the – tournament down in Houston uh, involving Arkansas, the Shriners, but uh, Kevin Bohannon is under the weather, so he'll not be in today. So, wow, let's see. Ne- what else we got? You know, that, never fear, Marcus phrase. is here. You know, plus that's an interesting <laughs> phrase, guys. Every, aren't we all under the weather? We're, every time we walk out, we're all oh, under the wow. weather, aren't we? Uh, no, really. Uh, like, where did that phrase uh, come from? Really? When you think about it? <laughs> I'm asking that honestly. Only Rick Schaefer. We're all under the weather. Well, I was actually going to start off. My first question for Trey was going to be, since you know all definitions and so forth, what does it mean to be on the bubble? Where did that phrase come from? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Now, I'll read some explanations. Maybe you have to be under the weather to figure it out. Yeah, you got to be under the bubble. (laughs) Um, From our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback, Don says, on the bubble refers to the bubble in a level. Raise it either end, and the bubble will go outside the lines. Hence, outside or inside the bubble. Right, and Todd nice says, case. You think they were thinking the of that bubble, when they said in basketball? The bubble may come from the bubble in a level. A little tilt in either direction can move the bubble, change an outcome. Just a thought. Ronald says, I'm pretty sure on the bubble comes from using a level. When you're on the bubble, you're yeah. close to level, but not quite. That's, I think says, that's a good one. That's, that's good. I like that. 
Dell says also from our Heathley Service Company live feed feedback, they're right on the cusp. It is. That's a good word for bubble. Mm. And Carl said, I always assumed it was a reference to a carpenter's level. Tilt it just a bit, and the bubble moves dramatically. Okay. I okay. Ga- right. So I game day. That's excellent. Yeah, game day yeah. is sponsored by Home Depot. They need to get in on basketball since we're selling levels now. I think they should. <laughs> You're right. Uh, With your I think favorite that's the best explanation it. I've heard. I think that's really good. Somebody either knew that, either knew that, or uh, that's great speculation. I don't think any sports guy was smart enough to figure that out when they used the word bubble. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I, I don't know. All right, Raymond, if, if you will turn, I'm going to play the sounder again for Trey. We've got him on the line. Not, mm. um, You're good to go. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Now, Trey, did you know that uh, is possibly where the term the bubble came from? That possibly from a carpenter's uh, level where you've got the bubble right in the middle, that means you're solid online, or um, if it moves, tilts slightly one way or the other, then you can easily drop out of that bubble, and and um, you're off the you're off the bubble. Then is is that is that what you've always believed that term meant, uh, referring to a carpenter's level? Okay, now I'm getting there. Okay, I've got Trey on. <laughs> he's says he's still I'm not he's getting on the any audio. Hmm. Well, well now, why would that be so? I don't know. Maybe he's under the weather. We'll put we'll put Damon on it to see what he can find out here. Okay, because um, is silent at this moment. He's not getting yeah. any audio. Would you like to play All the right, stinger so. again, or? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's on the phone. No, that's seven. Randy, if you've got, there. If you've he's got on the, me on, there he is. He's on the phone line now. Okay. There he is. There he is. Okay, you got me on the phone line. Yeah, we got yes, you. Sir. Okay, yeah. Yep. Still good. Okay. Yep. Sounds. Oh yeah. We 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 played our Asher sound yeah, nineteen times. I was given a breakdown on the bubble. <laughs> Uh, for Where some reason you? on the app, it's just it. There's no audio coming through. I can't. I couldn't hear anything. So I don't know if the app's messed up or what. But Damon got me on the uh, on the phone line. As for the bubble, I've never really thought about that, but it makes sense, I guess, that you could be on the bubble and you know yeah. and off the bubble. But there's also you know having your bubble burst and the carpenter's bubble on the level doesn't burst. It's not supposed to. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Okay, so we don't know quite what to believe then, either you way. Guys have had, right? you, you guys have had an interesting show today, huh? Yeah, this is turning <laughs> yeah, into amen. a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're working hard at this one. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Okay. Right, here, 4.05 and hadn't woke up yet. So. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Um, Tom says, from our Keith Lee Service Company live feed feedback, it's not a reference to a level. It comes from car racing. Google it. Now, someone tell me why Eric Musselman wears every color in the rainbow except red. Yes, I know he's worn it once or twice, question mark. 
I well, assume Nike's picking I, out this outfits for him because they're. I mean, I Nike guess. is the apparel uh, provider for Arkansas. Seems like basketball. he's wearing a different polo for everyone. I think the bigger yeah. question is not why he's wearing different color polo, but why is he wearing polos? Nobody else. That's like. Why is he wearing short sleeves? Great. I always I thought it was like great. an unofficial rule that you had to wear a suit or at least yeah. a sweater like Bobby Knight. But, you know, I asked him about that when before the season started when we had our one-on-one meeting with him. And he <laughs> kind of said that he felt like it was something he could get away with because they were going into their last season, I guess, at Nevada, you know, ranked in the top ten. <laughs> so he kind of felt like he could do what he wanted to do. But uh, they've allowed it, and I guess that's going to be his. You know, every coach has got their kind of thing, but nobody ever brings it up. Nobody ever says, "Why is Eric Musselman in a polo?" But he's always in a polo. That's right. And I think that's Mike the bigger question. Colors of it. Yeah. Mike Anderson. Why do you have to have a two thousand dollar suit? Yeah. yeah. You remember they used to they used to wear suits in football games way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Way back, mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. right. But I don't blame them. I mean, it gets hot in there. You're coaching. You're active. Sure. I mean, sure. basketball coaches are probably more active than football coaches on the sidelines. Arkansas played Iowa. I'm going to say it was the 85 NCAA tournament. I think it was Eddie Sutton's last year. And George Raveling came out in sweats. And and that was just un, no, – no coach ever did that. And I, could, and, and I think when he went to USC, he did the same thing. That's just what he wanted to be more casual. So I don't know why basketball coaches are required to wear suits, many of which are extraordinarily expensive, but they mm-hmm. do. I don't think they're required. <laughs> no, but most of them do. Yeah. I guess that's they can throw makes their no sense literally, literally like 99% of them probably wear yeah. a suit. That's right. I think Musselman and his staff look great wearing uh, this Yeah, I think they shirt. do too. They all match. Mm-hmm. They look sharp. It's not like they look sloppy on the sideline or anything. Right. And I, I like the polo. I've, I've heard several people say, where can I get that polo? You know, I don't know where you can get them. Huh. Oh, but over the years. That's the, why the, they wear them, isn't it? Yeah. They want to sell them. Mm-hmm. Well, over the years, the professional standard uh, was a coat and tie. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I think from a recruiting standpoint, a long time ago, that was kind of thought to everybody kind of meet a professional standard and but that's changed yep. over the years. It's even changed in business. Uh, what well, I mean, stuff. any any situation like that used to be at an event used to be in a coat and tie. Like my dad says, they used to wear a coat and a tie when they got on an airplane mm-hmm. when he was when he was younger. Yep. Um, sure. Oh yeah. All yeah. corporations, like you that. had you had to keep it on even in your office. That's right. You know, we had that's pictures right. at the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame Museum when I was there from some of the old bowl games, the Cotton Bowl games, and every everybody there was dressed to the hilt like they were going to yeah. church. And most of the guys had hats on. If, if you look at pictures of Major League Baseball games from the 40s and 50s, and, and, and even back before then, men are there in white shirts with ties at baseball games. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it had to be just as hot then as it is now. <laughs> but that was thought to be professional. But now That's you go right. to a lot of the, um, the companies out west, uh, Silicon Valley, it's, uh, they're, they're walking around in shorts and flip-flops. Yeah, yeah everybody's got casual standard. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tom says uh, from our Keithley Service Company live feed feedback. Enough. Uh, thanks for the fashion discussion, but what about the <laughs> color? Why blue, green, oh. gray, and everything but color. red? Yeah. 
Probably to sell them. Uh, I haven't That's seen what I guess. Green. Maybe go back you to a black green? and white TV, Tom. I've seen there. I've seen like where it looks <laughs> like he's wearing pink because he's got the red stripes, red and white stripes. I've seen the gray. I've seen red. I think I've seen black. I don't remember anything like green or blue. You know, it's always. I feel like it's always been neutral colors, hasn't it? Neutral colors are red. Yeah. Well, it's red. it see yeah. it seemed like one night. At least on my set, it looked like it was almost a maroon that he had on, the color of maroon. But that may have just been my Probably a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Probably a lot right, of things. All right, let's talk to Ace. <laughs> Ace is our other fashion expert. Uh, Ace, you got a question or comment for Trey? I, I do, uh, and, it, and it's not fashion related. If I'm giving you fashion advice, you guys are in serious trouble. But uh, <laughs> the, the, and, and one, one maybe, hopefully, prayerfully, Final comment on the bubble. Um, I always understood it to be was fragile. You know, you're yeah. you're on the bubble. Don't That's mess up, or your bubble will burst. You know that kind of deal. It's kind of like what Trey was alluding to. But uh, yeah. but the, the the question I guess I have for Trey is I'll finish up with that is you know Trey do, we we've got I think we've got a lot of talent on the field. I think this has probably been talked about, but the coaching I think could probably bring out some of that talent. Uh, and, and maybe just take what we've got to make it look better. I mean, if I give the cake ingredients to my nine-year-old grandson, it's not going to turn out as good as if I give it over to my, you know, grandmother when she was able to cook cake. So, uh, same ingredients, different, different coaches, maybe will make a difference. Just want to know what you thought about that. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ace. I think he lost me with the cake. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Um, I started thinking about cake. <laughs> Will the coaching bring out the talent uh, that somewhat believe is up there, uh, just with better, uh, better yeah. coaching? So, the talent on this team is not representative of a two-win program. He's talking about football, right? So, oh, yes. yes, I don't feel like the talent represents two wins and as i've said before they have every excuse to be a bad football team but there's no excuse for being a complete disaster and that's what they have been the last couple of years and you can't tell me that a team like arkansas and almost beat texas a&m play fairly well against Ole miss things might have turned out differently in Ole miss maybe they'd started a different quarterback starkle looked like a different player in that game than he did the rest of the year but you know, you, you played Ole Miss okay. You played Kentucky really strong on the road. Probably should have won that game. There is nothing to say, but this team just completely quit on Chad Morris. That's what happened. I mean, you go – There's you cannot tell me that San Jose State has recruited better than Arkansas has <laughs> or that even Kentucky or certainly Western Kentucky. I mean – you, there's there's no reason those teams have no business going into Fayetteville and beating Arkansas. They just don't. And the bottom line is, it's just a team that wasn't following their head coach. And they're probably there's a lot of other things you know that were going on behind the scenes. I think, but um, they didn't believe in their head coach. They didn't believe in their defensive coordinator, and they just kind of let it go. And they did that each of the last two seasons. You know, the first season you kind of say, okay, well. You know, I can kind of understand they need some more players in here. They need to, you know, shovel some things around. But fool me once, you know. So 
Yeah, I absolutely think that they can be a better football team. Now, the schedule is brutal next year, but I can see them definitely winning more than two games. Two games is a disaster. That's my opinion. I Googled on the bubble also while I was doing that, guys, (laughs) and it does reference it to 1970s Indianapolis 500 automobile race. On the bubble might refer to the fact that the day the racers run their qualifying races is known as either bump day or bubble day. Hmm, really? Mm, okay. Wonder why that is. Now we got to go you back make and figure the race out. You don't. <laughs> we got to yeah. figure Qualifying. out where the 1970s deal came from. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> to I guess so. Hey, when the selection show comes on, they should say, "Gentlemen, start your engines." Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, let's talk to Greg. Greg, good afternoon. You have a question <clears throat> or comment to Trey? Uh, yeah, I don't know if. Uh, Trey is old enough to remember this. I suspect Rick is. But am I misremembering the fact <laughs> having to do with uh, style on coaches that uh, Nolan Richardson's signature outfit included polka dot shirts, open neck, when he yep, first got at, here? Uh, at Tulsa. Back in yeah, the 80s. Tulsa, <clears throat> and they said, they said that people would come to the games in Tulsa just to see what new polka dot shirts he had. He went to a clothing store owned by Ed Mashera. And he said, uh-huh. sell me something that people usually don't buy. And he took him back in this place where he had these polka dot shirts that nobody bought. So Nolan bought them all. And that's what he <laughs> wore at Tulsa. He, he wore those for a while at Arkansas. And then later, uh, I think he discarded those after a couple of years. You just happened to have Nolan right. size, you know. <laughs> I always thought that instead of hanging a banner for Nolan Richardson in the rafters, that they should have hung uh, cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah, right. no, he, he, kept that, great he did that through his whole career. Yeah. How many pairs yeah. did he yeah. have? That's what he was known for. I mean, even if I you go know. back to that movie, what was that kind of bad movie where I think the Wayans brothers where yeah, uh, one of the kids about. died and he came back as a ghost. Mm-hmm. But it, they played Arkansas in the right. final, maybe in the lead eight or something, and Arkansas team ended up getting in a fight you know, mm-hmm. against each other. I know what but you're it, talking about. That, yeah. that scene start panning from Nolan Richardson's boots and then kind of panning up from it, you know. <laughs> Nothing like those polka dots. I just wanted to remind everybody there yeah, was a time when our right. coach didn't wear coach ties. That's mm. correct. You know, that's no, you're right about stuff that. like that. So I'm a product of Thank you, Greg. The, the late 80s and, and the 1990s, which when I would say I grew up. And I hear people complain about, like, what kids wear nowadays. And, you know, they look ridiculous wearing that. And, all I have to do is go back and look at some photographs of me and my friends from our childhood and realize I have no no room to complain about what kids are wearing these days. So you, you're talking about the way Nolan uh, open-collared. Uh, that goes back to Coach Sutton and, and Gene Cady and Pat Foster and the, mm-hmm. and the leisure suits and the, and the chains. I don't remember Eddie wearing a chain, but uh, that, those, those tips of those collars went all the way out to your shoulder. <laughs> they were yeah. ugly. Wow. I never owned one of those. Trey, that movie was in 1997, and it's called The Six Man. That's you know, it. The Six Man. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. Oh, it was well, a pretty good movie. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It was all right. It oh, was all right. Good. I mean, it was about a ghost. <laughs> Let's talk to uh, J.D. J.D., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Well, I've got a question for Trey and also one for Rick. And uh, the young man from Greenwood that was a linebacker, and he's probably he, he was on a scout team for a professional team, but I can't remember which one. Morgan and uh, yeah, no, Grant yeah, Morgan. That's him. With the team. Okay, does, with does he still is he still on the uh, scout team for someone? 
No, he's still he's, on the No, Razor he's still Rats. with Arkansas. No, he's still at Arkansas. He's, he'll be a senior. Now, how about his you brother? You might be thinking of his brother. Well, the receiver. receiver, Tyler Will. Yeah. Drew well, Morgan. his brother. Drew Morgan. Drew Morgan. Morgan. Right, yeah. Okay. So, Drew, was, still... Drew was the wide receiver. No, he's, Drew has yes. given up football. He did not yes. play with anybody this past year. Okay. All right, and one more question. This is for Rick and you, and I don't know whether you're old enough, Trey, to remember this or not, but several, okay. several years ago, I'm going to say it's been probably 25 years ago, that uh, there was a young man from Clarksville that was a – I think he was football, but I'm Gary not Bershears. sure. Gary Bershears. Gary Bershears. Quarterback? Uh, well, yeah, in the state, yeah. Uh, they're just waiting for him to make his decision. And uh, I remember where I was at it that day. I was cutting timber in, in the forest. And uh, I quit to come out to be there at the time he was supposed to announce his. No his because how, whatever happened to him? Yeah, well, I don't know what happened to Gary. Actually, it became kind of friends. I wouldn't say we were good friends, but we were, you know, we knew each other. We were, we were friends, acquaintances. Um, and I just remember all he wanted to talk about was football when he got to Arkansas as a freshman. And I, I just think his interests changed. You know, he was like one of the, back then you didn't have to stay all summer. It was still voluntary summer workouts, you know, but if you, if you didn't stay, it, it kind of meant you weren't dedicated. Right. You know I mean? The right. dedicated players right. uh, definitely stayed. And Gary, I guess decided not to stay. Went did something else. He came back, uh, failed his conditioning test, and there was rumors of him transferring. He said, I'm not transferring, and then he ended up transferring. He ended up leaving. I'm not sure where he ended up and, and what happened. North Dakota. That. North Dakota. Is that right? Thank you, J.D. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy okay. of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker, sir. To be a part of the program, call 433-1037 in the Little Rock area and 1-800-477-1037 from all of Arkansas. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Joined now by our NFL guru, uh, Chris Turnage, who's in Indianapolis, Indiana, for the um, Combine. So, Chris, I know we have you for just one segment, so I'm just going to shut up and uh, let you take the floor and run with it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Randy. It's a beautiful, snowy day here in, uh, in Indianapolis. Um, a lot of things going on, obviously. So the testing will start tomorrow, and for the first time they've moved that to prime time, um, which is really crazy. Who would have thought 10 years ago that the prime time would be watching watching guys work out in, uh, in their shorts and shirts uh, for football. But uh, they've made the choice to do that, so – It'll be interesting to watch, but um, uh, so some news today with uh, O'Grady did the bench press today. I think he uh, ended up at 18. I haven't seen the official um, numbers there. And, you know, some of the scouts I've talked to on, on CJ have, have said, as we've kind of talked before, he's, he's going to be a freak athlete. They think he's going to test extremely well. Um, they have some serious off-the-field concerns for him. Um, I don't know if you saw his press conference, um, Randy, or heard about it, but he came out and said, you know, what Coach Moore said wasn't true. It wasn't a mutual decision. Um, he got kicked off the team, and he said that was the old CJ. I'm the new CJ. I take responsibility for it. You know, it was immature. Um, definitely definitely said the right things at the press conference, and someone you could tell had worked with in that. But um, it remains to be seen if, if teams will buy into that. Um, so everything I'm kind of hearing, the buzz I'm hearing on him is, is you know, late round to, to preferred free agent type uh, because of the off-the-field stuff. 
Um, and then uh, Scooter Harris uh, got here. They haven't done anything other than interviews at this point, um, but we'll start the bench uh, for him tomorrow. And, you know, the big concern on him from, from scouts is speed, the, the straight line speed. There's concern of what he's going to run in the 40, and, and uh, they're, they're kind of thinking he's going to be a 4-7 to 4-8 guy. So that's the, that's the concern. Very, everybody's a very productive college player, a great player. Definitely going to get a shot in the NFL, you know, probably drafted late or, or free agent, but the concern would be speed. And then, and then Cam Curl um, is here, so he'll kind of be on the same schedule as Scooter. And a lot of the scouts, are they like his, his athleticism and, and his size for a safety. Um, again, kind of question um, a little bit off the field stuff, not, not, not serious, but a little bit. And then want to see kind of what the, what the straight line speed is going to be for him. And then uh, lastly would be uh, Lee Sosa. And uh, he's he's going to definitely be the highest drafted out of out of that group for sure. You know, he's probably looking at anywhere from from third to fifth round on him. And, and you know, teams really like his athleticism. Um, they don't know if he's going to be kind of a true three technique or five technique, but um, have talked about him. And then the last kind of which, which, I'm sorry, which was that? Which one was that, Chris? Mount, uh, Mount Calvin again. Okay, again. Yeah, so okay, so again. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then the last Arkansas kind of connection is Arkansas State receiver Omar Bayless. Um, so he'll actually be uh, on the field tomorrow in prime time doing drills, and had a had a record-breaking year at Arkansas State. And so it's interesting because the scouts have said they don't think he's going to test well, but obviously he had the production was through the roof. So um, it'd be very very interesting to watch how he's able to produce tomorrow. Um, and they're kind of seeing him as a, as a free agent guy. So that's kind of the scoop on all the all the Arkansas guys here so far. All right, Chris, the other big news uh, before we talk about the CBA agreement, it appears to be the hand size of the quarterbacks. <laughs> yep, yep. So I don't know if you saw, you know, Joe Burrow's tweet. We were literally just talking about it. It was, right. it was pretty funny. He, his hand size measure small, you know, and he says, hey, I might retire. The ball is going to fall out of my tiny little hands. Um, and so then that kind of started the whole a whole tweet of things and talked about how the small hands, you know, won the national championship and all that. Um, you know, some teams have set schedules on those sizes and they say, we're not taking a player at this position that doesn't have these sizes, period. Some teams kind of have a hard and fast rule. So I'll say, hey, quarterback, like Buffalo, Buffalo says we want our quarterbacks, they got to have, you know, 10 inch hands because they're playing in the cold weather and that's kind of our standard. So that's something they look at. I think it gets overblown and way out of proportion. Um, but but it is it is a factor for some of these teams, and, and they they will they will pass no matter who you are if you don't fit, fit some of their guidelines. I guess the other big buzz was uh, Tua. Uh, he came in with uh, what ten inch, I think, if I remember the, the number correctly. And uh, but the other part that probably was even bigger than the hand size was his MRIs. Apparently, he had three of them all came back saying he's completely healed. I think March the ninth is the is the day. He plans to hold for his pro try out there at Tuscaloosa as soon as they release him uh, to full activity. But it sounds like he was the biggest winner of all uh, among the quarterbacks. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Randy. There was some trepidation and hesitation by some teams. And, you know, he could have easily fallen out of the top ten had these reports come back with some question marks. Um, but by every account we've heard, those reports came back very, very positive, all, all of them. Um, not you know there wasn't an outlier on that and so I think you're going to see him now kind of back in that top five conversation most likely at at, at four or five um, I, I could easily see a team you know the, the the 
Alliance has said they're open for business at four. I could easily see a team jump up at four and take him and trade, try to get in front of the Dolphins, um, who, who have been rumored to take him. And so I could easily see that happen now based on those, those medical reports. That could be a huge deal, um, you would think, uh, Chris, because, uh, you know, prior to these injuries, you know, most folks would probably grade him even high, the highest quarterback from a ability standpoint. And, and man, if he, if he comes out and, and somebody takes a shot at him, uh, that could be a, that could be one of those things that causes uh, the previous GM nightmares. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like the right, Chicago right. guy with Trubisky that went number one, and mm. you know, that guy's yep. getting a lot of heat right now. Yep, you're exactly right. It'll, that'll be an interesting saga to follow. Uh, Chris, the other big piece of news, obviously, the owners on Friday voted to pass the CBA, the uh, players' committee. They nixed it, but now it sounds like it's going to go to a, a vote of all the players, and all they need is a majority for it to pass. Yeah, so that's the that's the really big news that's buzzing around here is, you know, the, the executive committee of the Players Association initially voted it down, but that doesn't kill it. That's just their recommendation. Um, then it went to, to the whole board, which is one player from every team. They passed it, but by a narrow margin. So now since they at least passed it, it goes to the whole uh, – every, every single player gets a vote, and all it's got to do is have 50% plus one vote to pass. And the, the, the CBA that's proposed, it's very, very good for the majority of the league. The top-end players, and those are the ones that you see being vocal, yeah. the Russell Wilson, the J.J. Watts, they don't like it Aaron uh, because it is going to affect them. But it's, it's going to be positive for 90% of the league, um, but the 10%. It literally affects 10% of the top-end players negatively a little bit. I say negatively. It doesn't take away from them. It doesn't give them much. It's better, a better way to say it. But the, it, the other 90% of the league, it's absolutely a help for. And the only thing that the, the players have to give up at this point that the owners want is that 17th game. There's nothing else to bargain with. And so the players have to use that chip in order to get, you know, the minimum salary is going to go up by 100000 The 401K is going to double. The match is going to double. The health care benefits is going to increase. You're going to increase the size of the roster, the size of the practice squad. You're going to have uh, the fifth-year option for first-round picks that can go up if they make the Pro Bowl. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a good thing for 90% of the league, and it's going to be even good for that 10%. It's not as good as what they wanted it to be. So um, that's kind of that's kind of where it stands. I think it is going to pass. Um, you know, 50% is not a plus one vote is not a huge threshold. Um, and again, when it's going to directly affect those players more. That's that's who's going to be voting on it. Now, Chris, talk talk about the percentage of the the cap. I'm sorry, the pr- percentage of the revenue. It was at what forty seven, forty seven, forty seven. I think uh, you know. Again, these top end guys were wanting it to get more closer to the fifty fifty. Uh, owners, this deal think, I think brings it to forty eight. Um, What's where is that now officially in this particular deal that's going to get voted on by the players? Is it does it is it is this all for forty eight or the or or will they be able to bargain uh, for more of that piece? Yeah, that's that's a great question. You're exactly right, Mark. It was at forty seven, so it's going to go be a guaranteed forty eight percent of re, of total revenue now to the players with an option depending on what meteorites do to get up to either forty eight and a half or forty eight and three quarters. Okay, that would be the highest. Out of any made, out of any professional sports, that percentage is going to the players. Baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, hockey, that 48 and a half would be the highest that goes to the players out of any of those. So that's a pretty big victory. Now, 
some of the players are complaining, like you said, they want it 50-50. The problem is the last CBA was where they really hurt themselves mm-hmm. because it wasn't as good uh, negotiated for the players. And right. so you can't just leapfrog all the way up to there. So it will potentially guaranteed at 48 minimum with a potential to 48 and three quarters by the end of the deal. But the estimated total that shifts to the players is $5 billion um, over this course because of this. So that's a, that's a significant win for the players for a $5 billion shift just by increasing it. $5 billion additional, by the way. Not not total. That's $5 billion additional because of that that increased revenue percentage. But if you sit down and look at business all over the world, and there aren't many companies that are going to go split 50-50 with their employees. <laughs> right. Well, and that, that's, the, that's the argument of the players is you can't have it without us, but the argument of the owners is yeah. you can't have it without us. Where are you going to play and what other mm-hmm. companies split with? You know, it's it's a unique model because, you know, having ownership of a a pro franchise in America is, man, it's a license to print money. Um, No, you know, uh, organized, no monopoly. There's a lot of benefits to it. Yep, you're exactly right. Well, Chris, thank you for taking out time. I know you're a busy man right now. And uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to uh, have you on a little bit longer. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, that'd be great. That's Chris Turnage. Our NFL guru, Drive Time Sports, will continue in a moment. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, along with Ray Tucker, Marcus Elliott, I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined now by the head Trojan himself, Daryl Walker. Well, DW, you got a pretty important game coming up tomorrow night as you close out at least the regular season, there at the Jack Stevens Center. Well, Randy, they all have been important to me uh, from the beginning <laughs> to right now. Uh, you know, that's how, that's how I've really looked at it. And, uh, I've kept my team pretty loose. Uh, we've taken it one game at a time. Monroe is really playing good. They've won, I believe, three out of their last four basketball games. So we got to come in and, and protect home. Speaking of the Warhawks, 9-18, Five and thirteen in Sun Belt Conference play. What problems do they present for you, Daryl? Well, first of all, you got Ertle, who's I think the All Sun Belt Conference player, and Tyreek White is really playing good basketball, and they're playing good. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, we beat them the first game of the year. We beat them only because of heroics uh, by about Marquise Noel. So anybody can beat anybody. If you look at Troy, they would say that Troy is a bottom feeder in our league. I don't believe that Troy has beaten us. They beat Georgia State. And he's beating Texas State, some of the top teams in the Sun Belt Conference. So anybody can beat anybody. My, my young team understands this, so hopefully we'll be ready to play tomorrow. Yeah, I was talking to um, – Coach, I was talking to um, Ray um, in, in one of the breaks, and he was talking about how you guys play so many close games, and, and, and fortunately you've come out, come out on top on, on a great many of those, four-point games or less. What, what's the secret there? What, what do you guys do? Why are you guys um, successful in those tight games? I think last year we played we played a lot of close games and we we, put, we couldn't close because it was a young team. I was playing a lot of freshmen, and I was hoping that those guys developed uh, how to close games down the line. Now, I wasn't easy sitting over and getting my butt kicked, but I knew I was doing the right thing by playing these young guys and, and let them develop. And now this year, they, they, you know, guys are really calm at the time. No, I mean, every time I'm on the road, I always talk about when I put on the board. I put on the board, play with poise and confidence on the road and composure. Those things you, you got to have on the road if you're going to win basketball games, and, and they've done that. Ray was also talking about how you guys practice those situations too, 
And so, uh, well, you know, those close game and tight game situations. Well, I'm a believer that you, you have you have to do some games like situations in practice. Uh, so when it happens in the game and you draw that play up that you've been working on, it, it's just a natural instinct to go ahead and try to try to run that play and see if your guy can make the shot. So uh, we work on a lot of different scenarios because you never know what's going to happen in the end of the game. You know, one of the luxuries you have, Daryl, is the fact that uh, – uh, you can reach to the bench, and on any given night, you've got you got six, seven guys can can light somebody up for twenty, twenty five points. Well, after the Arkansas State game, Kamani Johnson, you know, said that it was just his night. He said, but the one thing about our team is just anybody can get twenty on our team. It could be it could be a guy off the bench, it could be a starter, uh, it could be somebody out of the blue that you just wouldn't think they could have a big game like that. So we've been blessed to uh, to have guys like that. I think Coach Baker and Coach Jordan. And, and Preston has done a great job. My assistant coach was really getting some talent in here, and that's why we're a better basketball team. Is there a special promotion going on for tomorrow night? Uh, you, are you aware, Daryl, of a special uh, promotion uh, for tomorrow let me, t- let, me t- let me tell you what I'm aware of, Randy Rainwater. I'm thinking about Erdo and Tyrese White right now, how to, how to, how to stop them. I don't, I don't have a clue what's going on. I'm not about being funny either, Ray. Uh, Randy. I, I don't. I'm just trying to get locked in and keep my guys locked in on tomorrow. Uh, I hope the, we get. A, I hope we get a good crowd. This this, yeah. this team deserves a good crowd. Yeah, the promotions on Saturday, Randy, is uh, two two dollar general admission tickets. I hope oh, we can right. sell it out. That's a fantastic. Uh, deal. It's a heck of a yeah. deal, yeah. <laughs> and we've had that the Randy, last, Randy, the last Randy, three Randy, Saturdays. Randy, Randy, even your short arms can afford that one. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I really hadn't considered it, but uh, you know. getting steamy in here, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Daryl, you're down to the final three games. You got Louisiana Monroe. I know you. I know you take it one game at a time, and right. then you've got Louisiana, and you close out at Georgia State. I mean, what's at stake here? Obviously, you're trying to defend that first place, so that uh, you go not only into the Sun Belt where you get that double bye all the way to the semifinals. But more importantly, I mean, it just it gives you that confidence going into the tournament. No, we, you definitely want to go into the tournament, Randy, on, a, on some type of winning winning note. Uh, you don't want to go into the tournament on a, on a losing note. Uh, we're not happy. We're not satisfied. We want to keep winning basketball games. So we had a little rut. We, we didn't play well. We straightened ourselves out a little bit at Arkansas State. Had a good week of practice. And, uh, had a, had a, a fun practice today. Ray was over there for a second. So, uh, we, we just got to lock in on Monroe and be ready to play. This We want to get to New Orleans. Get to New Orleans, you know, good things can happen for you. You, you got to po- get there. You pointed out a second ago, Coach, talking about Troy, who is on lower echelon, has beaten the upper echelon teams. This league, and Randy, all the years I've been in, this is the best balance I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it's just unbelievable. I mean, there's just so many people that can beat anybody on any, on any given night. So, And I tell my, you know what, my teams know that. They, they, they know that. My young team knows that if, you, if you're not careful, you don't go out there and do what you're supposed to do, you will get an L. I think the other part that I've observed, uh, you mentioned Johnson the other night, turned out to be the Sunbelt Player of the Week. But you've got so much balance. It's it's just so difficult. You were talking about a guy could come off the bench and, and pitch in 20 points. I just love the balance, Daryl, that you've got with this roster. Well, I, you know, last year we, we, we were small, and Ray knows that he did all of our basketball games. And I told, I told my staff, you know, we got we got to bring some guys in here. We got to bring some guys in here with some length. Uh, I, I believe in having some length. I think length gives you a, a bigger margin of error out there on the court, offensively and defensively. My staff did a great job of recruiting players, and the depth that we have, Randy, it's 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 good for us. It's good. You know what's nice, Randy? 
uh, when, when uh, Kamani Johnson was named Sunbelt Player of the Week. That is the fifth time this season that a Little Rock player has been named Sunbelt Player of the Week or Co-Player of the Week. No, we've, we've got some we've got some guys. I think Root was uh, a player of the week one time. So we and one thing I like about this team, they're they're, they're fun loving, got great, uh, great chemistry. They they crack jokes, they joke around. They bought into what I've been teaching, and it's been a fun year to really coach these guys. And the good thing about it is, we never talk about this, Randy, but you know the team is coming back next year. I don't have these seniors. Yeah, you know, and and I know, coach, I know you don't think about it, but. But there is probably some recruiting going on, uh, maybe. Uh, these honors, the, the Player of the Week honors, you know, you, you, it would be difficult to name anybody else Coach of the Year other than yourself. That's gonna that's got to help your recruiting going forward, does it not, Coach? No, I, I tell you what, ESPN Plus, believe it or not, has helped us recruit because now parents uh, can see their kids on TV, uh, all the Sunbelt Conference games. Uh, winning, everybody likes winning. You 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 know that, and we're all we're still out recruiting basketball players because you you never know in this business. It's always a turnover. Some somebody's always unhappy. Somebody's always leaving leaving the program, and you know hopefully that doesn't happen for us. But you know we're still recruiting players. Coach, what can we need? Need a big crowd tomorrow night, Coach. We need That's a great right, crowd. Come on, come, come out, come out, support us. I appreciate you guys. Finish strong, Dave. Finish strong. That's Daryl Walker. Head basketball coach of the Little Rock Trojans. Hour number three, straight ahead. <laughs> 